0: welcome to the cure church lee summit podcast here at the cure church we believe jesus is the cure for whatever you may be going through wherever you are listening to this podcast we pray this week's message encourages you amen Um, father in the name of jesus lord we love you and we thank you father you're good You're better than we are. You're more faithful than we are, God. You love like we wish we could. I pray that in the name of Jesus, God, that you would speak to us, through us, for us, God, this morning, God. I pray that you would give me unction this morning from up on high. Lord, this morning, God, I don't want to speak of myself. I want to speak directly from the throne room of God. So I pray that you would anoint me to speak your word boldly, accurately, Lord God. Father, I pray anoint ears and hearts. Father in heaven, for these that are here this morning, God, they made it out, they endured the weather, they're enduring a cold service this morning, but they're here. God, I pray, let them not leave empty. Let them not leave the same way they came in, God. Father, I pray a unique blessing over every person that is in this place, God. Father, we found the necessity in our spirit to be in your house, God. Like I said to serve team earlier, God, Lord, Psalm 69, the zeal for your house consumes me, God. So I pray right now, God, let that zeal, Lord God, that's in every one of our hearts, God, to look outside and say, No, it's too cold for me to make it, Lord God. But we got here, Father. We got our family dressed, God. We did whatever need to be done to be in your house, God. Let that zeal consume us this morning, God. And, Father, we pray that you would fill us up, God, until we're overflowing with your goodness, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give God some radical praise right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead and find your seats. Listen, we have heard from God, and we are responding with a revolution, birth out of love. Amen. Amen. And I believe with all my heart, if we do this the right way, that this will indeed be a movement of God, a move of God. This won't be a few messages, some services in February because it's Valentine's, amen, and happy Valentine's. But it won't be just that. This will be a movement. And I believe with all my heart that this movement will birth a revival. This movement will both an outpouring of God's spirit upon this earth. Not just this city, not just this region, but upon this earth. Amen? And listen, if you want to see a great move of God, a revival sweep through our place, we got to expect it, we got to want it, we got to desire it. Amen? We have to believe it. Amen? So listen, if you want revival to sweep through this place, give God praise right now. Get the heart of God. Get the attention of God this morning. Amen? See, revival will result in our hearts getting more desperate for the king, the love revolution. What it all boils down to when it goes to the the simplest form is this, we want God. So because we want God, we want to start a revolution that will cause other people to want God. Come on, stay with me right now. See, when I want more of God, when there's a deeper expectation and intimacy, listen, what will happen is it'll drive me deeper in my prayer. It'll drive me deeper in my worship, amen? It will create a longer evangelistic arm for our city, amen? Listen, I don't care what it looks like. I still want to reach people. I still want to see people get saved. I still want to see marriages restored. Come on, somebody. See, and the evangelism will draw people to this house. It will draw them. They will see, man, because there's not a lot of churches that care no more, amen? We're in it sometimes because we just want membership numbers, and we're satisfied with other people from other churches. I don't want somebody from another church. I want a sinner to get saved, amen? I want somebody who was on their way to hell to be rescued in the name of Jesus. It's a love revolution. I've been around a long time. I've seen people come, but I've seen people go. And I love to see people come. It grieves me to see people go. So what that means is this. Because we believe in this revolution, we have to do more and more to close the back door of churches. What do I mean by that? Sometimes the back doors are open and people are just sliding out and we never even notice it. Amen. Come on, listen, it, it can be just simply strategies. It can't be just programs, amen. It can't be just things we found another church does that's successful. It has to be done out of our heart of love this morning, amen. The apostle John says as we said it, we love because he first loved us. Hear me again, we love because he first loved us, not for any other reason. I do not have the capacity, I am not able to love unless God first loved me, amen? If anyone ever asks a question or thinks in our heart, why should I love this person? Do you know what they've done to me? Do you know how they hurt me? John tells us you got to love because God loved you. We don't have the option, church, to not love. I can't make a distinction. I'll love you, but not them. I can't do that. I'm a believer. I'm a child of God. I gotta love because he first loved me. Jesus said himself in John 15, 12, my command, my command, not my suggestion. I wish you would. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. You see how I loved you? When you were messed up, when you were broken, when you were busted and disgusted, amen? When you were deep in your sin. Come on, somebody. Do you know how I loved you? Well, in that way, I want you to love someone else. We have the ability to love no matter what you've been through. No matter what you've experienced, no matter how many people hurt you, you have the ability to love. I don't know how. I do understand the love of God. Understand what you put him through. Oh, come on, somebody. Understand what you put him through. Listen, we hurt the heart of God. You think God don't care when we mess up? You think God don't care when we do things that, that he don't want? We grieve our Father. We grieve them in the things we do. We put them through a lot. Imagine as a mother and father, when your children act up, act out, do things, amen. Listen, we we ain't just like mad and, and, and upset. We're hurt. We're hurt. And listen, I'm talking about God the Father who will be able to love us way more than we could ever love our children. Because he is love. You can try to tell yourself, I just can't love that person. I hear what you're saying, Pastor. I just can't. What you're saying is this, I won't. Because it ain't a can't. because you have the ability because of the love of God. You're saying, I won't. I make a decision. I choose not to love that person. And man, my God, I thank the Lord that he didn't look at me and says, I won't love you, Lewis. I won't love you, Ranisha. I won't love, come on, I thank the Lord that he didn't look and say, because of what you've done, I won't. No, he didn't do that, amen? And because he didn't do that to me, my God, I will not do it to you. You can do it. You can love. And let me tell you something, not only can you, but you should. The God I serve is challenging and commanding each of us this morning to love one another. See, last week when we started this revolution, I spoke about the main point of it was we got to love even when we're hated. What what hate does. You know, and, and sometimes we don't understand that in the house we have to have the ability to love one another. We, we, we push it so much to love people out here so people can get saved. But man, you know what? We got to love each other too. In the church. Come on. It should, should be a lot easier but sometimes it ain't. It get on my nerves. Come on, man. Paul writes a letter to a church and he wrote this letter to the Corinthians. And the Apostle Paul showed the Corinthians in the 12th chapter of his first letter, he showed them where they're falling short in their love. This is where Paul talks about the body and how they, you know, and the Bible talks about how the body is made up of many parts and many members, right? So as he's saying this, and when you study it, it shows that some were just jealous of other people's positions. So it caused them not to love each other the way they're supposed to. See, the Bible talks about how we should be joyful for one another. When there's success in our lives, amen, we shouldn't be like, I can't believe they made it. I can't believe they did it. Listen, you hating. You ain't loving, you hating right now. Come on. But we shouldn't do that. We should celebrate each other. We should celebrate each other, amen. You got a new car, man, I praise God for that. I still got my bucket, but I'm so glad you riding good. Can I get a ride? (laughs) My heat don't work. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Are you hearing me this morning? So some were jealous of others' positions. Some thought, I'm better than you. You're not like me. They look down on one another. And then we're we're talking about the body of Christ. We're talking about the church. And Paul wanted them to know that you could be a great church. Hear me. You can look good. You can have all the spiritual gifts. You can be operating a five-fold ministry, man. Everything is going great. But listen, if you don't love, in the midst of everything else, if you don't love, you fail. Because here it is, man. And I'm going to talk about this. But sometimes we want to look good for other people. And we can fool other people. We can have the best preaching, best speakers, best facilities, best whatever, but then God is looking down and says, I still ain't pleased. The world's like, man, y'all got it going on. Man, it's good. Man, that Valentine's thing you did, that was off the hook, man. That was awesome. I seen the things. But listen, if we don't love, God's like, so what? So what? You did a good Valentine's thing, and it was fun. Man, we kicked it. That was good, man. The pastor said y'all kicked it. We kicked it, man. It was good. Fun. I wish I would have recorded that, man. Yeah. Paul wanted to exhort the church to love. He wanted to exhort the church: you have to love. And we can find some parallels, and that's what the Word of God is for. Yeah. The Word of God is always a parallel. We don't read the Word of God and say, "Well, he ain't talking about me. Right. I'm not a Corinthian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an Ephesian. <laughs> I ain't never been to Philippi." Come on. <laughs> been a pot five i ain't never been a filibato listen <laughs> dang it man i'm trying to do one message without mentioning food that was giving me a hard time but listen we we, we look at it and it's, it's not it's not that i don't look at them and say i that don't matter for me because it's them it's a parallel From Genesis to Revelation, it is a parallel. What does that mean? That means you always look at the Word of God and say, how does that imply to me? How does that apply to me? How does that impact me? What does that do for me? Amen? That's me. You ever did that? Ooh, that's me. Or ever did this? (laughs) That's a little too much of me, Lord. You need to stop. Babe, did you tell God? Because it's in the Bible. Come on, that's or 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 say that's us. We as a church, we're functioning, amen. We're doing the things that we need to do as a church. We're functioning, but did you know that everything we do and function can be done just because we do it? Hear what I'm saying this morning. We could have kids groups. We could have church services. We could have. Valentine's dinners, we can do all these things, but did you know we can do all that just because we do it? We got to be careful as a church, as a people, that we don't do things just to do it. We can do things and not be driven by love at all. You know how I know that? Because if I'm not careful, I can find myself doing that. Doing it because it's what we do. But what would happen? Imagine with me this morning. Imagine it's warm That's not what I was saying though imagine with me this morning that if every single thing we did as a church Every single thing we did as believers. We did it out of love. I mean think about everything What if these teenagers that are on this camera were doing it out of love? You know what would happen? They'd be like, man, i got to get the right shot because someone might be watching, might get saved, I'm on top of it, you know. Or, or what if these ushers did everything they did out of love? The worship team, not out of getting experience, but out of love. Come on, you hear me? But what if those kids' workers are dead back there and they're not just babysitting? They shouldn't be. But they're back there because they're doing it out of love. They're looking down and said, This is the next generation preachers, teachers, prophets, evangelists, apostles, amen. And I get the ability to speak. Come on, somebody. What if everything we did, we did not out of regular love, but out of a radical love? Let's look at Paul's exhortation to the church. And you've heard this before, but let me just go a little deeper. He says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse one, it says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Yeah. Listen, I gotta admit, I've read this a bunch of times. I'm sure you have. Every, every, every marriage you probably hear this. I've heard this preached over and over again. But as I read this, it's so convicting because we understand that man We act like that. We act like if I got it all together on the outside, everything would be good on the inside. If I can do all these things, amen, people will like me, people do this, and people will come to me. But the truth is this. He says this over and over again. He says, I am a noising gong. Uh, I am nothing, and I've gained nothing. If everything I do, I do apart from love that drives me to do it. So while it may convict you, it also should what challenge you imagine this as, as your pastor <laughs> imagine again imagine it's warm as you do this imagine I could sing I can't but make believe in your heart I can are you doing it okay May believe I can sing with the most beautiful voice there is. Most beautiful in all the world. I could speak in every language ever created on earth. Imagine this. Even the language of angels. I could speak in everything. I could speak with such eloquence and preach messages that could draw the biggest crowds in all the world. Imagine I could do all these things that would bring me so much attention, so much prestige, so much popularity. But guess what? If I didn't do it with love, to the ears of God, I would just be noisy. I told you, imagine I can sing. People want to hear me. You know, Beyonce's like, man, you got it going on. I don't know why I said her. But anybody... Anybody, They're like, man, that's the most beautiful voice. He can preach the most amazing messages. He has such eloquence. He's the man. But everyone may like it, but God looks down and says, that's horrible. Where the ears of people hear nothing but good stuff, all I hear is noisy gongs. I'm telling you something. That can get irritating real quick come on that get irritating real quick so in the ears of God I can be an irritant people love it God's irritated by it why? because all the stuff you did you did it for you you didn't do it because you loved you did it for you imagine I could prophesy I mean really prophesy like you know I'm reading your mail you're like wait a minute you hacked my computer. Huh? I can prophesy. I can speak things that are not yet and cause them to come into existence. I could have so much faith that the sick were healed by me just looking at them. That would that'd be dope. <laughs> take that. Take that. Heal in Jesus name. Uh. <laughs> that Leroy (laughs) listen I'm talking about like the greatest healing anointing there is greater healing anointing than Smith Wigglesworth Smith Wigglesworth was the one (laughs) they brought a baby and it was dead said could you heal him mom was like my baby's dead you know what he did you better hear from God kicked the baby like a football. I don't know how far. I don't know if he did a field goal or nothing like that, but he kicked a baby. And the baby rolled on the ground and got up. There was a person who came in, and these, these are documented miracles. The person came in, had cancer in their stomach. And instead of praying for the person, he punched the person in the stomach. <laughs> like That's the kind of noise that I could get down with. Come here, come here. And, and they were healed. Or John G. Lake. Or John G. Lake was a man where people would walk through and he could feel through the spirit what their ailment was. He would know what was wrong with them before they knew what was wrong with them. I'm talking about that, but I have a greater healing anointing. I could have so much faith that I can get out of boats like Peter, but not sink. I could do all these things. And again, people will be impressed by everything I could do, everything I could say. But if I didn't do it with love, God says, you still are nothing. Are you getting it now? I could be so smart, so full of wisdom. I can know Greek and Hebrew forwards, backwards. I can know everything about eschatology. And then times I can recite the word of God forward, backward, Genesis, Revelation, verse by verse. I can know it all. Every translation, new living, message, ESV, God's word. I can do all this. I can be an expert in exegesis, biblical interpretation. But again, with no love, God don't care. You would, but God don't. And here's where it gets real. Do I really care about what you think? Or should I care about what my father thinks? Because listen, The Bible says that he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. I need to hear that from him, not from you. So what does that mean? That means if I'm going to do anything, I got to do it out of love. If not, you know, and still, you still may say, man, I was awesome. And that's fine because I did it with love. God will say the same thing too. But it can't be just I do things for people and never do them from God. In the eyes of man, we could be great, but in the eyes of God, we wouldn't be anything. Even as a church. Even as a church, we could be the largest church in America. We have thousands of people. We could have Christian publications putting us on the cover of their magazines. We could have other churches coming to us. How can we grow? How can we do this? We could do, as a church, not just individually as a church, we could be that. But again, if we do it for fame and numbers and money, And we don't do it out of love then we're not a success in the eyes of God we still have failed listen to me love is the measuring stick for all that we do as believers love is the measuring stick in the eyes of God he's looking and says but did you love is there love in it that's the measuring stick church and we can't get caught up in doing things out of habit or ritualistic, amen. We have to do things because we love people. Not to get the church to grow, but just because we love. We teach because we love. We outreach because we love. We feed because we love. You see all those coats and cats and everything like that? Out of love. Out of love. We didn't do all that because we want to say, hey, look what we can do. We do it because of love. I realized something reading our text. It's not that I want to love more. I have to love more. It's not a want. It's a need, amen? Just like it ain't that I want water, I need water, I'm going to die. I have to love like my Father. It's the biggest thing in our walk with God. Jesus said it's even one of the two greatest commandments. Remember that from last week? To love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. To love your neighbor as yourself. Listen, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor, right? He said, no other commandment is greater than these two. Jesus said, there's nothing greater. When I read our text, I want to love the way Paul describes us to love. When Paul used the word love in his text, you know what he's doing? He's using the same word love that's found in John 3, 16. Because love has different meanings in the Greek. It wasn't written in English. The Bible wasn't written in English. Greek and Hebrew. But he's using the same exact word. He's talking about a sacrificial, self-denying love. You want to know how, how, do, how do I know if I love? Is your love sacrificial? If your love is easy, it might not be love. Oh, this is so easy. It might not be love. Without love, our gifts hear me. Oh, I'm gifted but do you love? Oh, man, I can do all these things but can you love? Because listen, without love, our gifts really don't build each other up. And that's what our gifts are supposed to do in the church. It's supposed to build each other up. But if there's no love behind it, then we'll use our gifts against one another. And we'll use it to compare to one another. I'm better than you because I can do this. Well, I'm better than you because I can do that. We're not building each other up in the most holy faith. We're using it as a weapon against one another. See, our gifts that God has given us, they may excite us, they may entertain us, but that's, that's, that's it. It don't do nothing else because it wasn't done out of love. The bottom line is this. Your gifts are great. Your love is better. Your gifts are great for your gifts. Your love is better. To know what love is, Paul tells us what love is and what love is not. Because in order to know what love is, you have to know what love ain't what it does and what it doesn't amen so he says in our text he says love is patient and kind that's what love is love is patient Somebody, hey, some of you scared to pray for patience cause the only way you get patience is to be impatient every time I pray for patience I pick the wrong line at the grocery store no fail no fail he is answering my prayer at no fail every time. I mean, I'm like in line, and that one looked longer. I'm like, all right, I got to go, and that line just swings through. I'm like, I'm, you know what you do. And then I'm like, and then that one starts flying through. I'm like, and I realize, thank you, Lord, and I just sit there when the lady's pulling out her coupon book. I'm not moving no more. I'm just... Thank you for your patience, Lord. (laughs) Y'all been there, that's why you're laughing. I do that in cars, I'm trying to get the right lane, but you know what it is. The other lane keeps going. Love is patient and it is kind. Let me tell you what love is not. It's not jealous. It's not jealous. So if you find there's envy and jealousy in your heart, it's not love. You're lacking something. But on the other hand, it's not boastful. See, those are two different realms right there. Jealousy is you're looking at someone else, boastful, you're saying, Look at me. So it's not jealous or boastful or proud, it is not rude. I really need to talk to the church now. Why is it some people in the world are nicer than people in church? Love's not rude. You know what, come on, some of y'all, y'all know what y'all are saying. Oh, I didn't mean to hurt you, you knew what you were saying, stop. You knew what you were doing. It's not rude. It does not demand its own way. This ain't Burger King. You can have it your way. Not here. It's not irritable. It's not irritable. It's not irritable. Okay, you got it in all right. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. Oh, some of y'all got your notebook. Oh, you have technology now, right? So it's in your iPhone. No, I got memo. They failed to speak to me today. Comma, I'm going to remember that. Period, exclamation point. Date. And you're quick to pull it out when you need it. But true love don't keep a record of wrong. Imagine if God kept a record of wrong. (laughs) If he kept a record of my wrong, your wrongs, but we feel like we got a right to do it. Moving on. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Yeah. Yeah. Love never gives up. On, yeah. Yeah. Love never gives up. In our marriage thing, we had a couple that had been married 48 years. Yeah. Yeah. 48 years. I told him. I had a breakfast the other day. I said, dude, that's long I've been alive. <laughs> how, how do you make it 48 years? Don't give up love never gives up never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through some circumstances all. oh is that not right oh every circumstance <laughs> some of you are like amen <laughs> I heard you some things not everything <laughs> you ain't gonna get over it on me again some things I might preach faster no every circumstance verse 8, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless those things will become useless how? how? because one day Jesus is coming back and prophecy don't matter no more that don't matter no more, prophecy, speaking in tongues none of that stuff is going to matter, why? because we're going to be with him but one thing will last forever love now our knowledge is partial and incomplete we don't know everything some of them like to act like we do, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of a whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. He said this: when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. What does he say? Listen, when you're a kid, you do kid stuff. we can't be mad at a kid for doing kid stuff like grow up I'm three right give me some time I will I'm three but you know doing the things a three year old does when you're 30 then that's weird something's wrong you say we've seen it That that's just weird. Start doing tangents. Ah, come on, bro. You're 30. But Paul's saying that when I was a kid, I did things kids do. Right? My thoughts were like a kid. I wasn't worried about bills. I wasn't worried about, you know, if food's gonna be, I wouldn't worry about that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I reasoned as a child. I made sense like a child because I was a child. But he says this: but when I grew up, come on, somebody, when I grew up, see, so listen, every one of us are babies in our walk with God at one time or another. But when I got older, when I grew up, when maturity began to come upon my life, I had to put away childish things. I couldn't act like a kid no more. Come on, why? Because there's a level of time in your life where more is expected of you. Yeah. Listen, you got kids growing up. They listen. Don't expect them to be there forever. Right. They ain't gonna be there forever. Right. Hey, mom, dad, I'm married, We're moving in. The devil is a liar. No, you're not. <laughs> My wife might like that. She like might want everybody to come home. But at one time, you have to leave the nest, right? Yes. You have listen. When you get older. There's expectations on your life. Well, it's the same thing as a believer. You can't be a new baby in Christ forever. You can't be a new baby in Christ for 20 years. There's an expectation over your life. Amen. You've been in church too long to be acting like that. You have to grow up. Come on, somebody. Listen, we have to put away childish things. He says in verse 12, Now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in the mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. And all that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. Verse 13, Three things will last forever. Look at what Paul says. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love and listen you need all those you need all those come on faith you ain't saved without it if you ain't got no hope you won't serve God you need love and he says of all those things the greatest of them is love greater than the faith we have to get saved greater than the hope we need to stay saved he said love is the greatest of all those Because you can be saved, but if you don't love, you've missed it. There's a common theme in Scripture, church, and it's this. Love is the greatest thing in our walk. Love is the greatest thing. Gifts will fade. Come on. Buildings will fade. Talents will fade, but love will last forever. I won't, listen, we won't always be able to do the things we can do right now. But we can always love. To step into the place where God desires not only us, but every Bible believing church on the planet to be can only be done with love. That's it. There's churches, listen, how many churches did you pass just to get here? Think about that. There's that many churches in America. But what if every church decided that everything we do will be done because of love? Do you know what would happen? That church won't be jealous of the other church. Come on. This church is willing to help that church because it's not about us competing. Right. It's about love. If I could, listen, out of love, if I could help you, love more people, make more of an impact, let's do it. That's what happens. My prayer's been, Lord, take this to other churches. Yes. But you know what I've been afraid of is that, Lord, because it wasn't someone else's idea, they won't want to do it. And I was so grateful to have a friend call me and say, man, I love what you're doing, man. Send me your graphics. I want to do it. Yeah. I was so glad. I said, man, that's a bless." I said, do it. I said, it ain't got to be a series You doing. It got to be none of that. I said, just, just do it, bro. Just encourage people to love people. He said, man, I'm on. I'm going to do it, man. I was so glad. And I, that was one person. But I'm praying and hoping more and more will just say, it ain't going to be like we're doing it. But we do need a Revolution. We do need a movement of God. And it needs to be more and more and more who get it, who grab it, amen, who run with it. I want to challenge every one of us here this morning, you watching online this morning, be intentional in this. Be intentional to pray every day and say, God, help me to love. Because listen, if it's the most important thing, it ain't going to be the easiest thing. If it's the most important thing, the devil will fight you for it. If it's that important, best believe the enemy don't want you to do it. So you have to pray, God, help me to love. Help me to love the lost. Help me to love my brethren. Help me to love you. Help me in everything I do. Let it be done because of love. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, if you believe, you give God praise right now. Come on. Come on, why don't you stand on your feet with me this morning? Stand your feet with me. Glory, glory king of kings lord of lords great i am alpha omega beginning and the end father oh god in heaven and the greatest of all that you are is love for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whoever will believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life oh god thank you for your love lift up your hands all over this place god thank you for your love thank you that you love me despite me Come on, despite who I am, despite what I've done, come on, somebody, despite what I've been through, God, you still have loved me, God, despite my hurts, despite my pains, God, despite my shortcomings, God, despite my shame and my guilt, God, you still loved me, God. And I thank you, Lord God, that your love has given me love. I love because you first loved me. The only reason I'm able to love someone else is because you made a decision to love me. You love me all the way to the cross, God. You love me so much you stayed on the cross, God. You love me to the point of getting back up after three days of being in that tomb, God. You love me, God. And because your love drove, my, your love for me drove you, let the love I have for your people drive me. The love I have for you drive me, God. Then when I don't feel like it, I still do it. When it's not convenient, I still do it, God. Oh, God in heaven, help every one of us to love like you love, God. You said it over and over again. How I've loved you. How I love you. Love other people. Father in heaven, we thank you this morning, God, that your love don't run out. Oh, come on, somebody. You ever think about that, Lord? I thank you that your love don't run out. See, in the natural in our natural state, Father, we can get so fed up with people that we just decide, I ain't loving them no more. But I thank you, God, that you never get fed up with me. I thank you, Lord God, that your love is enduring, God. Your love lasts forever. Your love will go from generation to generation, God. Not only will you love me, you'll love my children, God. You'll love their children, God. You'll love generation to generation, God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that your love is so unconditional so selfless God the love you have for me has never been about you but what it could do for me Mm. help me to love that way God help my love to be sacrificial Help it be a love, God, that makes me go out of my way for someone else, God. Father, if my love is convenient, God, it might not be love at all. So, Father in heaven, help me, Lord God, to love even when it's hard, when it's difficult, God, when I don't feel like doing it, God. Help me to love. It's not like I really have a choice, God. you called me to this, God. You've called us to this, God. It's not because I'm a pastor. It's because we're Christians, God. We love because you first loved us. Your greatest display of love was on that cross, God. That while we were yes sinners, you died for us, God. This morning, if there's anyone here you've never experienced the love of God. And what I mean by that is this, you've never experienced what it feels like to be saved. To to be forgiven of all of your sins. I'm telling you, you'll never experience a love like that. And I promise you, just like my wife said, no man can love you that way. No woman can love you that way. Your kids can't even love you that way. My God, but my Father in heaven can love you in a way that nothing on earth can love you. He loves you, amen, with an everlasting love. And then, listen, an eternal love. A love that shows that I will take your sins and I will throw them as far as east is to the west. I will throw every sin into the sea of forgetfulness. I will forget everything you've done. Not because I have to, but because I choose to. If you're here this morning, you've never experienced our love, or maybe you have, but you've fallen away from the King of kings and the Lord of lords, it's time to come back home. It's time you're watching online this morning. It's time to come back home. It's time to give it all back to Jesus. If you're here, you're not saved or you were saved at one time and you want to give your life to God, you want to rededicate your life to God, I want to do that with you. So if there's anyone here in the house of the Lord this morning, you came on this cold morning, you came for a reason. There's purpose in your presence. There's purpose in you being here this morning. So if that's you, say, Pastor, that's me. I want to rededicate my life. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want you to lift up your hands really high and say, Pastor, that's me, and I would love to pray for you there's anyone here lift up those hands if there's anyone here glory glory okay amen so i think what we're saying is everyone saved in this place this morning thank god amen thank god so listen you have a gift that someone else needs that means this i'm placing a mandate on you everyone here is saying i'm saved i'm born again well you know what i know you know someone who's not and i want you to tell them god loves you jesus loves you with an everlasting love I want you to invite someone to church next Sunday. I want you to bring someone into the place where you've experienced God's goodness in your own life. Come on, it ain't just for us, trust me. But it's for every person in this planet, amen, who don't know God. Thank you so much for listening to the Cure Church Lead Summit podcast. If you would like to partner with us, please visit our website at www.thecurechurchls.com. And click the Give tab. We thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, Jesus is the cure.